What's worse in a relationship, screaming or giving the silent treatment? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 78 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn that passive aggression is the ultimate form of dishonesty because the other person has no idea how you really feel. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. King David's son, Avshalom, once invited his brothers to feast with him in Balchatzar. The event, however, was really a ruse set up by Avshalom to avenge his brother Amnon's sin of immorality against their sister. After a few drinks, Avshalom motioned to his servant to slay Amnon. Thereafter, Avshalom immediately fled the wrath of their father and went to live with his mother's family in Geshur. After three years, King David got over Amnon's death and began to miss his son Avshalom. Yoav, son of Truya, could see that the king's mind was on Avshalom, so he brought a clever woman from Tekoa and said to her, Pretend you are in mourning, don sackcloth, and don't anoint yourself with oil. Act like a woman who has grieved a long time over a departed one. He then sent her to the king and told her what to say. The woman of Tekoa came to the king, flung herself face down on the ground, and prostrated herself. She cried out, Help, O king! David asked her, What troubles you? And she answered, Alas, I am a widow, my husband is dead. Your maidservant had two sons. The two of them came to blows out in the fields, where there was no one to stop them, and one of them struck the other and killed him. Then the whole clan confronted your maidservant and said, Hand over the one who killed his brother, that we may put him to death for the slaying of his brother, even though we wipe out the heir. Thus they would extinguish the last ember remaining to me and leave my husband without name or remnant upon the earth. King David said to the woman, Go home. I will issue an order in your behalf. And the woman of Tekoa said to the king, Why then have you planned the like against God's people? In making this pronouncement, your majesty condemns himself in that your majesty does not bring back his own banished one. In reply, the king asked, Is Joab in league with you in all this? The woman replied, As you live, my lord the king, it is just as my lord the king says. Yes, your servant Joab was the one who instructed me, and it was he who told your maidservant everything she was to say. It was to conceal the real purpose of the matter that your servant Yoav did this thing. Then the king said to Yoav, I will do this thing. Go and bring back my son Avshalom. Yoav flung himself face down on the ground and prostrated himself. Yoav blessed the king and said, Today your servant knows that he has found favor with you, my lord king, for your majesty has granted his servant's request. And Yoav went at once to Geshur and brought Avshalom to Jerusalem. But the king said, Let him go directly to his house and not present himself to me. So Avshalom went directly to his house and did not present himself to the king. Avshalom lived in Jerusalem two years without appearing before the king. Then Avshalom sent for Yoav to send him to the king, but Yoav would not come. He sent him a second time, but he would still not come. So Avshalom said to his servants, Look, Yoav's field is next to mine, and he has barley there. Go and set it on fire. And Avshalom's servants set the field on fire. Yoav came at once to Avshalom's house and said to him, Why did your servant set fire to my field? Avshalom replied to Yoav, I sent for you to come here. I wanted to send you to the king to ask why did I leave Geshur. I would have been better off if I was still there. Today's daft discusses a man who responds to his wife's vow with silence. She assumes his silence implies acquiescence, but in fact, he is bothered by her vow and is simply giving her the silent treatment. Let's look at the Gemara. Rabbi Chanina said, one who is silent to aggravate may affect annulment any time up to 10 days, explains the Mafarish. He is not silent to give effect to the vow. 
rather to aggravate her and criticize her so that she will no longer accustom herself to take vows while she believes he is silent for the sake of maintaining it. Explains the Rosh, he is silent to aggravate and irritate his wife, although he intends to annul. Let's analyze the Gemara. It's never pleasant when a loved one gets upset and screams at you. What's even worse, however, is when they're passive-aggressive. In the case of Agamara, the husband could simply have told his wife that he was uncomfortable with the vow that she'd uttered. Instead, he decided to say nothing at all. Ten days later, he finally broke his silence and told her they weren't on the same page. All along, the poor wife had known that something wasn't quite right, but rather than discuss it, he chose to create an atmosphere of unpleasantness and hostility. When someone close to you acts in a way that bothers you, the worst possible response is to be silent. Passive aggression is more egregious than vocal aggression because neither of you is given the opportunity to vent and express how you feel. You can't remedy an issue unless both of you understand what the problem is. Presumably, King David felt that at least he was allowing Avshalom to live nearby, which is an improvement to his prior banishment. But from Avshalom's perspective, what was the point? If his dad was going to give him the silent treatment, he might as well have stayed in Geshur. Sometimes if you think you're going to lose your cool, it's certainly better to be quiet. But once you've regained your composure, it's unhealthy to be silent in the face of another person who's upset. Keep your cool even when that other person is raising their voice. Talk to them a little softer than usual and you'll see that they too will lower the decibel level. And on the flip side of the coin, you might be dealing with someone who is continually acting passively aggressive. A colleague, a spouse, a child or a friend... They pretend they don't hear or see you, or they outright ignore you, acting as if you're not there. Or they might appear to listen, but procrastinate and fail to act upon your requests just to spite you. Whatever you do, don't allow yourself to fall into their trap by getting even angrier at them. Confront them gently, acknowledging your recognition of their distress. They might not admit it, and you might have to back down, but once they know that you've recognized that they're upset, it'll go a long way to putting the relationship back on track. Conflict in any relationship is inevitable. It's of the utmost importance that both of you know how the other one feels. The problem with passive aggression is that the relationship is no longer open and honest. May you always strive to maintain relationships that are clear, expressive, and communicative, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Daf Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Daf Yomi global movement, there's something in the transformative Daf for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Daf with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.